Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Like Hearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing this week? I'm actually pretty excited about how I've been growing this week because I went back to work this week, and it was like honestly a chill week, which is great. That's how you want your first week back from summer to be. And I feel kind of excited about starting the school year. Did I talk about this already? Yeah, I think I can't remember if we talked about this on the private pod or not, but I mean, I think it's great that you're excited. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I haven't lost my excitement (laughs) for the new year. So that just feels really nice because the last couple of years going back, I've been like dreading it hardcore. So yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah, for sure. It feels like a point of growth. I'm not sure where it's coming from. Maybe just that this summer has been so crazy and I'm craving routine. That could be. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, well, first of all, I remember at the end of last year, you were excited because it felt like, you know, you're doing sort of the same thing, but you're moving into a more like concrete space Mm -hmm. with like the administration. And you had talked Mm -hmm. about being able to set some firm boundaries on some things that were like, obviously not your responsibility. So like that might help too. Yeah, absolutely. And I have just started my process for my licensure. And so I had just had my first group supervision this past week. And it just like, it felt like being in school, but fun. (laughs) Oh, we like that. Yeah. And so it really like reinvigorated, I think my, my love of like what I do and the things that I'm interested in and passionate about. And actually they're is another woman in the group and she was talking about how she is planning to go through this certificate program on eating disorders. Mm. And the school district that I work for will pay for school. They wow. will pay, I think it's like 27 credits a year, which is like basically full-time student. Um, and I would mm-hmm. not do that, but so I'm looking into this certificate program because it's a year long and I think it would be really interesting and they would pay for it. So why Oh my not? gosh. I love stuff like that. If I had free money available to take classes, mm-hmm. I would 100% do it. I know. I'm like, this sounds really interesting. So I'll keep you posted. So I might be starting that in the spring, TBD. That's exciting. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. Well, what about you? How have you been growing? Well, the other thing that I wanted to say was that I feel you on the routine thing. Mm-hmm. I historically have not been a very routine person, but I think that with motherhood, everything is already so like, you have to be adaptable, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm realizing that having some containers for my energy mm-hmm. <laughs> help, like, especially I think scheduling. My dad is coming, he's staying with us every other week because he's going into the office. So every other week we have a night off that we can, you know, do things we need to do or just like do fun things. So this week mm-hmm. we went to pickleball and like having that built in time and not having to schedule it every time has been really great. That is really nice. It's very, it's a dependable night off. Mm-hmm. It's really great. So I'm just thinking about ways that I can possibly do more of that. Yeah. Um, that's part of my growth, I guess. Um, I also just, I've been feeling pretty guilty about, we talked a little bit about, I think not on the private pod. I can't, I can't remember at this point either, but <laughs> about my energy levels and how I maybe need to go to the doctor and just check yeah. on that. And it, I've, since you said it, I was like, Oh, I've been noticing it more. I'm like, yeah, this isn't like, I'm not on my A game. So I d- did mm-hmm. schedule a, a doctor's appointment and oh, 
but I'm also trying to, I've been feeling really guilty about it, about like, there's all these projects that we're excited about and I've been doing some of it. I'm just not getting as much done as I could. And I would like to be easier on myself about it. Absolutely. Noticing is the first step. That is. And for your doctor's appointment, did you end up scheduling it with the doctor that you've seen previously or did you try someone new? No, I requested a woman. Ooh. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I was hoping that, you know, especially it's hard to be, you can't be like, do you have any doctors that are parents? But like, that's, <laughs> that would be the the ideal right now. Like, sure. You know, as postpartum is a special time and to have somebody understand. I like, I went to the dermatologist and she was a mom and she was mm-hmm. like, it was really helpful to be able to have that touch point. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Awesome. And if you're curious what Bracey means by private pod. Hmm. Good segue. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of proud of it. Um, that is our Like Hearts Club. You can join us there. We have such a good time. We have usually either an extra episode or a live event every single month, sometimes both. Like in August, we have mm-hmm. both. And yeah, you can join us over there at likehearted.substack.com and you can either pay to be a member and get like all this exclusive stuff like we've talked about or you can just follow along and like leave comments and stuff it's really fun and one thing that i don't think that we've mentioned is that if you join now you get access to the stuff that we've done before so like the live calls Mm -hmm. are recorded you can go back and watch them after the fact even if you can't come And we also, if you join the Like Hearts Club, we put you on our close friends list on Instagram. So we post some updates there sometimes about scheduling and things like that. So yeah, yeah, join us. Join us, join us. Okay. I am actually really excited about this episode. And I probably say that honestly every single episode (laughs) because I do get excited about it. But this one I feel particularly excited about because this has the potential to be a new series for us. Oh, I think it definitely will be. It also feels fun for us to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is our What's On Your Mind series, episode one. Anna and Bracey talk about the random things they think about all the time. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what's on your mind? What have you been thinking about? I want you to go first. Oh, you do? Okay, well, that's not shocking. (laughs) Okay, one of the things that's been on my mind this past week or the last couple of weeks. And this kind of goes along with me craving a routine is there's this guy named Andrew Huberman. People call him daddy Huberman. It's like a very strong (laughs) following. I'm pretty sure. And he is a neuroscientist and a professor at Stanford. And he just has all of these ideas and theories about like our brain development and brain function and he focuses a lot on sleep, mm-hmm. which is important. It's really important. And honestly, I haven't been sleeping as well as normal the last few months. Yeah, and same. Obviously, you know, there's lots of things that could be contributing to that. Like you have a baby. I was planning a wedding. That we're stressed, you know. <laughs> right. But full disclosure, I'm looking at a tweet <laughs> that he <laughs> that he posted. And it says best nootropic, which I had to Google because I don't know what that is, but it's basically something that boosts your memory and your concentration. So best nootropic, sleep, best stress relief, sleep, best trauma release, sleep, best immune booster, you guessed it, sleep, best hormone augmentation, sleep, and best emotional stabilizer is sleep. 
So, you know, obviously we all know that sleep is extremely important. And so he has like a 12 step routine, which is a lot. And I've watched, I've watched videos of people being like, okay, I tried this for seven days. Here were my results. Mm -hmm. And they're like, this is a lot of work. It's a lot of things that you have to remember. And so I don't know. I'm interested though, in potentially setting myself a September FGO and like giving this a try for a month and seeing how impactful it is for me. What are the 12 steps, you know? Oh, absolutely. We're going to get into it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm interested because the sleep thing is one of the reasons that is one of the things that really motivated me to make that doctor's appointment because even when Delaney is sleeping through the night, I'm waking up multiple times and Mm -hmm. that is hurting me in various ways, but also it's like, it's not normal, so it's not okay. But again, you mentioned like the different um, variables that go into sleep. I'm weaning her from breastfeeding right now and Mm -hmm. I don't know how that's impacting things. So it's hard. Yeah, absolutely. And also actually he has a note about kids. Mm Mm-hmm. I step 12, I guess it's not really a step, (laughs) but it's listed as step 12, um, just that having kids and also adults, like our sleep needs change over time. And especially like for Delaney, she's a little Mm -hmm. baby. And so she's, you know, her sleep is adjusting all the time as she's growing and changing and all that stuff. So it's just like caveat, like that's obviously harder. Okay. Step one is that you wake up early. And that you view sunlight by going outside within your first 30 to 60 minutes of waking. Okay. Does he say how long to stay outside? Yes. He says that if it is a bright cloudless day, then you want to view sun for 10 minutes. If it's cloudy days, you want to do 20 minutes. And if it's extremely overcast, you want to do 30. That is tough. Like that seems like a lot to me just off the bat. (laughs) Immediately. This is hard. Cause I was, I was thinking like, Oh, well I let the dogs out first thing in the morning. And like, Mm -hmm. so I I am outside. Mm -hmm. I just don't stay outside. Right. But could you, could you stand out there for 10 minutes if it's a bright day? I legitimately think that where we are currently in our scheduling, I would have to feed the baby outside. Like I would literally have to feed her outside. Okay. Which, which is possible. It's possible and maybe good but for her. I don't think it would be something that I could do every day. Okay. Or really even want to do every day. Here's here's my thing. I probably should have given a warning about my attitude going into this. <laughs> I have She's a real problem with things being especially complicated. Like Mm. I just have this deep belief that things Mm. don't have to be as complicated as like, especially Americans, it seems like make them. Sure. Like I'm not doing a 40 step skincare process. I'll wash my face and put some moisturizer on, but like much more than that. And it's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know what? The fact that you're putting on moisturizer makes me thrilled. So, Oh yeah. I'm a huge believer in moisturizer, but that's kind (laughs) of all I I ever do. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay. Well, The reason that this is so important is because it starts to set your internal circadian rhythm, which is what improves your sleep quality. Another part of this step that I didn't mention is that you also want to do this again in the afternoon prior to sunset. Okay. So you're helping like set your internal clock of like, okay, hello, you're awake. 
Your mm-hmm. body needs to be alert. And then again in the afternoon, you're like, hey, the sun's going down. I'm wind- My body should be wind- starting to wind down. So you're okay. trying to set your internal clock to match the daylight. Which makes sense. That makes Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Step two is to wake up at the same time each day. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, when I'm working, at least Monday through Thursday, like that's not hard for me. But then on the weekends, obviously that gets tricky. Yeah, it does. I think this, it would be slightly easier for me because we specifically set it up because we don't have anywhere to really be that we put Delaney to bed later than most parents, I think, mm-hmm. so that she'll sleep in on the weekends, like mm-hmm. so that we're not getting up extra early on the weekends. Um, I think my problem here would be that because I'm behind on sleep most all the time, mm-hmm. I am not going to ever choose to wake up at eight when I could sleep till 10 because Seb is off or like my mom's available to watch her and you know, like yeah. that's, that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. That's really hard. And mm-hmm. he also says to go to sleep when you first start to feel sleepy so that oh, pushing through like a sleepy late evening is, and then going to sleep like too late for you technically is like the yeah. people wake up in the middle of the night and they can't go back to sleep. Okay, that one I'm probably going to need to try, which is really hard because I'm so bad at, about getting sleepy at like 9.15, not going to bed, and then mm-hmm. being awake till like 11.30. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that one's one that maybe you could try. And I feel like mm-hmm. there are so many things, obviously, that you can do. <laughs> and so I feel like I'm going to have to create my own kind of routine of like, which of these do I feel like I could reasonably do? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a good way to approach it. Okay, another one is has to do with caffeine and also screen time. Okay. So this first one feels easy is just not having caffeine the first 90 minutes of being awake. Okay. It's pretty pretty reasonable. I could probably do that. Yeah. That seems fine. And then also not having your phone for the first 90 minutes of being awake. That one seems harder. I could do it. Do I yeah. want to do, do it? I want to do it. <laughs> I think the thing for me here that I would be curious if this can be like a loophole or not is I would be fine. And in the morning, like, especially when I'm getting ready, like I don't need to be on my phone. That's how I'm going to be late. Mm -hmm. But could I listen to something or is it supposed to be like you're with your thoughts? Well, that's what I was thinking about too, is like most of the time when I'm using my phone, I would say like 75% of the time that I'm using my phone, I'm reading. And so Mm -hmm. that's hard for me because I'm like... I don't want to not be able to read because I, I, right. I'm assuming that he's going to say like probably no phone before bed too. And like mm-hmm. that would be hard for me sure because is. I read in bed at night. Yeah. So in both those scenarios, I think there are workarounds. Like I could use a Kindle. It's less convenient for me, but I could use it. Mm-hmm. And you could technically have another device that like I'm thinking we have a Google Home in our bathroom. So I could be like, hey, Google, play, you know, oh, whatever oh, on sure. Spotify. Um, okay. So like there yeah. are workarounds. It's just like you have to put in the work if if it's yeah. worth the effort. You it's know? extra effort, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The next one also having to do with caffeine is no caffeine eight to 10 hours before you go to bed. Okay. Well, that would be easier for me because I have two cups of tea in the morning and that's all. So yeah. I'm like, I don't, I think the hard, this part for me is I don't pay attention to sometimes like if I drink something after, you know, I'm not paying attention to whether that has caffeine in it or not. Like mm-hmm. if I put like a packet of something in my water, I'm like, I don't know oh. if it has caffeine in it. It totally might. And I'm just not paying attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. 
The next one, which never heard of this before, is something called Yoga Nidra or NSDR. I feel like I've heard Yoga Nidra before, but I don't know what it is. Okay. So he says, if you wake up in the middle of the night, which is normal to wake up in the middle of the night, like once or so, that's Mm -hmm. pretty normal. But if you can't fall back asleep, then consider doing the NSDR protocol when you wake up. It stands for non-sleep deep rest. And so there's different like yoga videos you can do, which this is interesting that it's like, okay, get on your phone. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it seems like it is some sort of like meditation, deep sleep, breath work type of thing. Yeah. Which again, I'd be willing to try, but I've tried meditating the night and that has historically not helped. Yeah. Okay. I skipped one, which is just like limit daytime naps to less than 90 minutes or don't nap at all. We should tell Julia because the girl loves a nap. (laughs) And she's going to be like, I don't care. She's like, I don't care. I sleep just fine. Thank you, Andrew. Mm -hmm. And then also taking some supplements if you need them. This is like a don't do this unless you need it or start with one, but he recommends taking magnesium, apigenin, maybe Mm. that might be how you say that. And then theanine. Oh yeah. L-theanine. Yeah. But again, like these things, you should be consulting a physician. (laughs) Like you shouldn't just take stuff. I used to take magnesium. I'm like cleared for magnesium, but yeah, I I think that I've online, this is not this is not research-based, but mm-hmm. I have heard that most Americans are magnesium deficient. Oh, interesting. I wonder yeah. why. I don't know, but I do know that there's magnesium in the electrolyte packets that I drink. So hopefully oh, okay. I'm not magnesium deficient. That's helping you out. Yeah. Okay. And then the last two are really more just suggestions, I guess, or just like here's things that you could do but not necessarily steps like the room that you're sleeping in should be cool and dark Mm -hmm. and layer on blankets that you can remove. Um, It says your body needs to drop in temperature by one to three degrees to fall and stay asleep effectively. Body temperature increases are one reason you wake up. That is so fascinating. Yeah. I'm going to tell Seb that because he gets so mad when I want the room cold. (laughs) It's better for him. (laughs) Whether he likes it or not, it's better. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the last one is that drinking alcohol messes up your sleep, as do most sleep medications. Yeah, I feel like I knew that. Mm -hmm. As do most sleep medications, though. That mm. I take Unisom like every maybe like once or twice a week Mm -hmm. because if I get too far behind on sleep, that's like I can't function during the day. So, do you feel like when you wake up after having taken one of those, you're like, wow, I feel incredible? Most of the time, if I get enough sleep while after I've taken one, yes. Okay. Um, it's I've tried many, many different sleep aids during my insomnia phase, and mm-hmm. most all of them made me feel like sluggish and hungover in the morning, mm-hmm. like not good. Mm-hmm. And Unisom is the one thing that they say is fine for pregnancy if you're having trouble sleeping when you're pregnant, which most people do. And so once I started taking it, I was like, why have I never heard of this? This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I take half a pill. I don't even take a full pill, but half a pill like once a week or twice a week, depending on how far behind I am. Okay. And I don't want to have to do that, but right now it's like, (laughs) yeah. So hopefully, honestly, what I'm hoping will happen is that I go to this doctor's appointment and they say, oh yeah, your B, your vitamin B is low again. Let's Mm -hmm. get that back up. And Mm -hmm. then I'll be like squared away. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if it was just like that nice, neat little bow? 
I I think it will be. That's what I'm I going hope for. So. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. So yeah. So that's kind of like his suggestions for sleep. And then he has another one that's for the morning, which I feel like the morning routine is something that I'm seeking more of, but I do want it. I do want to do things that also help support having good sleep. So I don't Mm. know. That's what's on my mind right now. I'm thinking about how can I optimize my time and get into a routine that feels good to do. And that also makes me feel good in the long run. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about your future morning routine. Yeah. September FGO, we're coming for you. I like it. All right. Now you have to go. Tell me what's on your mind. Okay. Well, I don't have my thoughts fully wrapped around this, but one thing that I've been thinking a lot about is the concept of fairness and like mm-hmm. what is fair. And I think a lot of this stems from when I was growing up, my parents made a big effort to make things between my brother and I fair. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a word that I heard a lot. And now that I'm an adult, I think about it too often, I think. And specifically in the scenarios where it's like Seb and I trying to, you know, like be humans and raise a child. And like, there's just a lot of moving parts. I think there's a lot of places where one or the other of us could feel resentful. Like this doesn't seem fair. Mm -hmm. And now as an adult, I'm like, I mean, things aren't always fair, you know? Mm -hmm. And because, and I actually talked about this with some of our friends on our salon call is like, I am struggling with self-care sometimes. And then I look at Seb and he doesn't eat breakfast or lunch. So like he doesn't have to spend the time like making his food. And he has minimal like personal grooming that he has to do. He doesn't feel the need to work out. So like he doesn't do that. And like he just has Mm -hmm. a lot less demands on his time it feels like. And sometimes to me that I'm like, oh, that feels not fair. It feels like he's got more time than me, Mm -hmm. which is not true. And so I'm just like, I'm interested in this concept of fairness. How do you define fair? I don't know if I have a good definition, but the way I've been thinking about it is like, you know, making sure we have the same amount of time to like do the same thing. So like if you're working Mm -hmm. on a project for an hour and then I'm working on a project for an hour, like if you're with the baby for an hour, then I'm with the baby for an hour. And like, and obviously for us, it's a little different because the way I think about it is like, you know. During the hours he's working, I'm working with the baby. Like I'm caregiving, mm-hmm. that's whatever. And then mm-hmm. it's just outside of that that I'm like, what is fair? Like what mm-hmm. is okay and what is not okay? And the crazy thing about this is that Seb's never expressed any like concern about it. Yeah. It's just in my it's just in my head. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like you are defining fair as equal. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think is the same thing. You're right. You're, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you think is fair? I honestly, I have a visual for how I think about fairness and it maybe is one that you've seen before and it's, um, there's a fence up and it's pe- these kids like watching a baseball game and all the mm-hmm. kids heights. And so what would be equal is like, there's no stools for anybody like mm-hmm. see over the fence. It's just they're all on their feet and that's equal. But what's fair is that there are stools to move each kid up so that they can see over the fence. Like that's yeah. fair. Okay. And so, yeah, I feel like, but I, I struggle with this too, with thinking about things in our relationship, specifically about are things fair or not. And this is like a really weird one, but 
it, when we make dinner, mm-hmm. I want us to have the same amount of food. I feel like that's reasonable. No, human than me. <laughs> I mean, but if you're the same amount of hungry, then is it fair to get the same amount of food? I honestly think it stems from being it's like something youngest child of like oh. not getting like the same I, amount. Yeah, like my fair share of stuff. Where I'm like, well, mm-hmm. what if I'm not as hungry as you, but I want to take this as leftovers for tomorrow? Mm. And if you're still hungry, then you need something else because what's okay. fair to me is that we both have the same thing, <laughs> which it sounds like how you're defining it. So I feel like probably the way that we define fairness depends on the situation and depends on the person. But right. what do you want it to be equal? Like, do you want it to be like, if I have an hour on projects, then you have an hour on projects in that type? Like, is that what you want? No, I just think that it's so ingrained in me that that's like what needs to happen. Mm. And I think I honestly, it's really helpful for you to have called out that, uh, that I'm expecting it to be equal and not fair because that is true. And (laughs) the other thing that I've been trying to, cause it truly, it's just in my head. Seb has not expressed. Yeah. He's like, I'm fine. (laughs) And the other thing is like, you know, if he takes extra time to like work around the house on a project, I'm not ever mad about it sometimes I might be when he's done I'm like okay well I uh, would like some time away from the baby at this point but other than that I'm like "Eh." (laughs) you know like it doesn't really matter yeah 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 the other thing that I've been trying to like help myself on is it's a there's a real difference in him watching her and me watching her because Mm -hmm. when I'm watching her she wants to be on top of me, gets upset if I go too far away from her, like is very aware of where I am. And like that doesn't happen with Seb. She will just play in the corner by herself for like an hour and he won't Mm -hmm. hear from her. And that's not how it is with me. So it's, it's totally different too. Like Mm -hmm. it's not apples to apples. Totally. She's not treating you guys equally. She's not. So this sounds like a Delaney problem. Actually, we need to (laughs) get her on here and confront her about her behavior. (laughs) She's just going to say, I love my mama so much Mm -hmm. that I can't leave her alone. I can't leave her alone. Well, we feel similarly, Delaney. Um, (laughs) What does it bring up any sort of feelings in you? Like if you if you aren't spending an hour on a project is like what feeling is around that? I think I just sometimes feel guilty that I'm going to be taking advantage of his time. Like if I take more time to do something for myself, that it's like gonna like he's not going to be happy about it. But he's mm. never said that. So, I'm right. just, you know. Okay. That's really interesting. And I think it'll be interesting to navigate, like, as, you know, y'all, obviously you're parenting Delaney right now, but like as she gets older and if y'all have more kids and she has siblings, like navigating fairness in sibling relationships is really right. challenging. It'll be interesting. I think I need to get my head around it. Right. Like, what do you, how do you feel about fairness versus equality? Yeah, I think I'd really need to do some thinking. Maybe listen to a podcast or two about this. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, I need an expert on fairness to mm-hmm. fairness versus equality to, yeah. to explain it to me and, and what's reasonable. But also it's just like, I can tell this is going to be an area for growth because literally it's not a problem except in my brain. That's mm-hmm. the only place it's a problem. Mm-hmm. So Gosh, that's so annoying, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe good because it's not like an interpersonal problem so i sure. i can solve it myself like it's yeah. just me <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. it's just me over here yep okay that's interesting i like that mm-hmm. all right what else you got for me 
Okay, the other one I have is FOMO. Oh. I think that the wedding and having everybody here and now they're not, it mm-hmm. it like reignited FOMO in me. Like I oh, yeah. I feel like I got to a really good place with it where I honestly kind of forced myself to let stuff go that I was like, you know what? Everybody's living their life and they're going to spend their time how they want to spend it. And they're going to hang out with each other because they're friends and that's what they should do. And that's what I want for them. And so you just don't live there and that's why you're not there. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I got to that place. Yeah. And then I don't know, I think having everybody here and then now it's not like that, that now when I see it or hear about like the hangs, I'm like, Ooh. it's weighing on me. And maybe FOMO is not the right word. I think it's my fear of missing out is not usually about the thing. Like it's not mm-hmm. that I feel anxiety or something about how I didn't get to go to that restaurant or I didn't get to, you know, go to that group hang. It's not about the thing. It's that I start to get insecure about my relationships and that I start to feel anxious that like I'm, I'm missing out on all these opportunities to connect and deepen our relationship and to feel close that I'm missing out on that aspect of it less than the thing. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Also, I'm proud of you for talking about this because I feel like this is a hard thing to talk about. It is. And I think that that probably is the case for most people, like the missing, the connections more than – because I I would say FOMO is not something that I experience maybe as much as other people do, mm-hmm. but I feel it sometimes. And I think it's – you're right. It's not about the activity. It's mm-hmm. that I wasn't there for those memories and like the mm-hmm. – like the inside jokes that come from it or mm-hmm. yeah, I'm missing time with my friends or like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. And I'm thinking too about, especially in your situation, there's not really anything you can do about it, right? Absolutely. But, there's no solution that's like a small solution. But no, I think I have one. Okay, good. You can't be there. But if the connection is the thing that you're struggling with, what if when you're feeling like that, you reach out to like one of those people to make more connections. Like I'm, I'm feeling sad that I wasn't able to connect with you here, but like I can connect with you in X, Y, and Z way. Mm-hmm. And that is something I should try. It goes exactly against what I want to do in that moment. Like Which when I, hundred percent, <laughs> when I feel like, um, like, oh, I'm feeling disconnected. Like, oh, I'm not as close to them anymore. Like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm just going to go in a shell and not talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> That's 100%. And it's the opposite. And I know it is, but it's so hard for me to reach out. I mean, the other thing you can do is mm-hmm. we all know and love you and know that you have a hard time with this. So mm-hmm. you could even say to all of us, hey, I am struggling with this. What if we have a code word that if I text it to you, mm-hmm. that you agree to connect at some point in like the next week? And then you can tell it's basically an easy way for us to tell for us to know that you're struggling Mm -hmm. and then we can help. What do you think the code word would be? Say it on the count of three. Okay. You have it? One. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Turtle. Pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We can do pineapple. That's fine. 
That's always what I think of first for code word, and I have no idea where that comes from. Okay, well, I like that. So, I mean, you could send the one of the emojis. Emoji, I know that sounds even easier. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just send an emoji, and then we'll know. Honestly, Anna misses us. I feel like turtle is a better one because I'm like, it's yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to retreat in my shell all the way no I want to <laughs> I'm I'm doing my best to keep my head of my out of my shell and this yeah. is all that I have <laughs> just enjoy I, have I can send you one emoji and that's literally it yeah okay but I, I think that. that's you know like especially our friends are we love you and we want to help and so yeah okay I appreciate that I like it okay what else has been on your mind okay this it's a very nebulous topic, I think, but I listened mm-hmm. to this podcast with Adam Grant and Brian Little, and Brian is a psychologist, and he's written a book called Me, Myself, and Us, which I did purchase and will be reading, but... Okay. Ooh, is that a potential book club? Maybe. Um, it was more of just like a personal interest. I'll have to see if the book is like something that other people would really like okay. or not, but he... Uh, talks about our priorities and like our hobbies and all these things in the framework of personal projects. So personal projects, the way he explained it is anything from big things like maintaining a healthy romantic relationship or um, perhaps like working towards a PhD Mm -hmm. or small things like making sure that your pet has enough time outside or keeping a couple of plants alive. Like that can be a project. Yeah, Um, it certainly is. Yeah. I think he on the podcast said he had something like 115 personal projects currently. And so I was like, Oh, that's such an interesting, which sounds huge. But like, if you, if you tally all of the small things and the big things that are like things that you're putting your energy towards, right? probably it, it is high. And So it just got me thinking about the ways that we think about what we do and like the things that we do every day. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it and for us right now, like raising a kid is a big project. But for me personally, one of the things that I'm interested in is raising a kid who is kind and is a good critical thinker and like has all these specific traits that Mm -hmm. can be learned. So like Mm -hmm. those are things like I'm having to figure out like what, how do we spend our time such that she has these qualities? Right. So it's just an interesting topic, like a a fun thing to think about. I haven't really like, there's not a, there's not an end point here. I'm just like, that's something that's on my mind. That is really interesting. And I like that frame Mm -hmm. of the things that you're choosing to spend your time on are projects because they are like that. I think that makes perfect sense, but it's also, it's like a way of channeling your mental load into something that sounds like more important. Well, and I think it gives your it gives you a way to think about things so that you're really weighing how you're spending your time and energy because Adam Grant, which honestly I would recommend the podcast. So, it's on Adam Grant's podcast Rethinking and it's with Brian Little, but Adam talks about how he was looking at his projects when he was in college and he, you know, was working and um, going to school and he was also on the diving team. And then, you know, like personal relationship, friendships, all of those things have to go into it. 
it helped him realize that his personal project of diving was at the expense of his other personal projects, like mm-hmm. impacting his other personal projects in a mm-hmm. way that he was not comfortable with. So even though he loved diving, he decided to quit. Yeah. Because it was hurting his other personal projects. I was like, that's interesting. Like the way that he was thinking about it, you know? Well, and it's, yeah, I feel like that's a cool way of, if you can lay them all out, then you can kind of prioritize them and be like, okay, what's most important to me? That makes me really sad because I love watching divers. So I'm bummed that he had to give it up. <laughs> he actually started diving again. So if you check out his Instagram. Okay, I will. I yeah. love watching diving. But yeah, that's that's a cool way to like organize your life, honestly, and be like, okay, what what's most important to me? Where can I cut back? Yeah, they talk too about ways that you can kind of like evaluate each personal project to like some different categories. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it is probably something that you could weigh against your values, which yeah. I've honestly been a little bit thinking about re- revisiting that episode of Unlocking Us with Brene mm-hmm. on the values. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, you know, staying in touch with your values is important and also is could be a good metric for these personal projects. A thousand percent. I think you should reach out to Adam Grant and say, I have a way to increase the validity of <laughs> the system that you have by weighing it against your values. Well, and you know, he and Brene are friends, so they could oh, just like do a podcast are. together about it. It would be great. Why don't they? They do podcasts together with Simon Sinek every once in a while. And I love okay. them because they are just like three friends who are in the same field talking about what's on their mind. Basically they're doing the same thing that we're doing. It's really very interesting. Except like insanely high level and everything they say sounds like the smartest thing you've ever heard. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes. They're, but it's fun because they're friends. And so, yeah, Yeah. I enjoy those episodes. Yeah. That's really cool. I'll have to check them out. Okay. Well, I know that we have many other things on our minds, But we're going to wrap it here because we love this. So we're going to have more episodes like this. And also, we want to hear what's on your mind. So please email us at lightheartedpodcast at gmail.com or leave it on our sub stack so we know. And you know what? We might do a little Instagram poll about it. Yeah, honestly, if you want to comment on the Substack, I would love to have a place where we can all weigh in together about what's on everybody's minds because this is Mm -hmm. so fascinating for me to hear like, What's happening in your brain right now? Yeah. It's really fun. (laughs) Yes. And also follow along on Instagram if you'd like. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.